Today's episode is brought to you by Daisy LA. Daisy LA is a female-owned clothing and home decor company that strives to empower women to express themselves freely. Every single Daisy LA design has been thoughtfully and carefully designed by awesome feminist women for awesome feminist women. I recently ordered the cutest poster for my daughter's room that says Brave Babe on it, and I'm so excited for it to arrive, and I'm just going to hang it up with pride. For 10% off of your first purchase, go to daisyla.com and use our promo code I just want to chat. Again, that's daisyla, D-A-Z-E-Y-L-A, Dot com and use promo code I just want to chat for 10% off your first purchase. Hi everyone, welcome to today's episode of the I Just Want to Chat podcast. I'm Mary and guys, we have a really good show today. I'm so excited. Today I was joined by Brandilyn Haynes and together we talked about everything that happened in pop culture over the last week. Of course, we had to talk about Pete and Ariana Grande because, you know, there's always something going on with those two lovebirds. We had to talk about Taylor Swift and, you know, we talked about her quite quite a bit there was a lot of taylor swift related news and quite a lot of taylor swift related tangents that we went on and to round out everything we talked about mamma mia too so this is a really good well-rounded pop culture show for you so stay tuned it should be a good one all right everybody i'm so excited thank you for tuning in today i'm excited because i am talking with my friend brandolyn haynes and we have a lot to chat about even though this was kind of a slow news week like there's still some meaty stories in here so brandolyn hi thank you for coming hi. today Thank you for having me again. It's so good to be back. Um, I just want to chat is starting to feel like home. So I've, I've just got like a figurative, you know, drawer in the dresser here. Yes. Like I, you're allowed anytime. Um, <laughs> you have like really like, you know, immersed yourself into this podcast and we're so grateful for you. And like <laughs> you, you kind of like saved my butt because I had somebody booked, not that like I wanted anybody but you, but I did have like a plan for today, but then it didn't work out. Um, so I was able to get you in like the final hour as like the true uh, MVP that you are. That's, um, that's usually my title is MVP. Yes. MVP. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, sweet. So again, like kind of a slow news week, but there's like enough like meaty stories where we'll have like some things to chat about and number one is like a lot of taylor swift related news i which you know i'm here for i don't know about you but i know that i spent a majority of my weekend refreshing the metlife stadium instagram story tab on instagram watching everybody's instagram stories from her uh rainy shows in new york that's like a Taylor Swift dream scenario. Like, how many of her songs include rain? Mm-hmm. Like, you know how she has the, like, the surprise song? I don't know if you know this. But every night she has a surprise song that she plays um, at the show. I follow, yes. like, three different accounts that, like, post them every day. Um, <laughs> should I have bought tickets for the Reputation Tour? Definitely. Why didn't yes. I? I don't know. Big mistake. Huge. Big mistake. Huge. Um, so every single night I've been like okay it's gonna rain again like what rainy song is she gonna play and of course she played fearless of course and then I thought that like maybe she's gonna hit us with like come in with the rain or something like that yeah but then classic. Last, last night she did enchanted where like although it's not like a rainy song it's just like so like magical like and it's definitely from that era I feel like yes I okay question for you what's like the best Taylor Swift album okay Ugh. This is such a loaded question for me because I think it depends on what kind of mood you're in. When I'm feeling broody and emo, do I go for red? 100%. 100%. I think track record or track list overall, 
Um, I think 1989 is her strongest, but then I also feel nostalgic about her early albums. Um, again, I love how moody and pensive Red is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I also love Reputation as like a grown-up album. I guess they're like my children. I love them all equally and for di- very different reasons. I always say that Red is my favorite album, but if it didn't have All Too Well, then Speak Now would be my favorite album. Like, that's like how like narrowly I rate yes. them. And like so all, all too, too well, well just put it over the edge like all too well was the song that she sang when I was at her concert. I can't even believe that. I, I would lose it. I lost it because it was it's truly a song that I never thought I would hear live. I had just kind of accepted that as a fact of my life that I would never hear it live. Mm-hmm. And for sure at the reputation tour I didn't expect to hear it live because she has so many other like massive hits to cover if she's going to do older stuff. And, yeah, when she started playing All Too Well, I was just like, I have, so there are no words. I'm it really was... surprised that she didn't put that song into, like, the official set list because, so, like, a couple months ago, right before Reputation came out, and then they came up with an updated one after, um, someone from the Rolling Stone ranked all of her songs. Like, every song she's ever done, every, like, live cover, like, live covers were included in that, um, Really? Yeah. Oh, I need like, to look that up. They've so like I think he ranked like all 130 like in depth like wrote like a paragraph like for each song like explaining oh why it's like rated that and stuff. And Taylor Swift, she gives a lot of weight to the Rolling Stone and a lot of weight yeah. to the Grammys Association. Um, that's why like both those uh, entities like really love her. Um, so they put "Long Live" as like their number three Taylor Swift song ever. And I was like, whoa, like, that's, like, really random. And But, like, I know for sure that that's why she put it in the set list for Reputation Tour. And then they made All Too Well number one. So I'm like, okay, like, that's definitely why she put... I, like, I thought that she would have put All Too Well in, like, the permanent set list. But she has played, like, more than any other surprise song this yeah. tour. But, like, with good reason, because that's what the people want to hear, you know? Because it's, yeah, it's beautiful. And um, she said at the concert that I was at that she was, like, the most... Like, one of the things that has been so surprising to me is how often, like, on Instagram and Twitter and just social media that my fans are asking for this particular song. And it was never a single, but um, she was like, I don't know why people love this song. And I was like, uh, I know you why. Because it's, like, the greatest, like, it's the greatest ever. Because so. lyrically, it's stunning. The music is beautiful. It's it's a beautiful song. It, it uh, It's the best. It's yeah, the best. It's the greatest. And also, like, another Taylor Swift fun fact did you know that that song originally was like 18 minutes long and had like no. nine verses? Yeah, so it has like a co-writing. I like, I know way too much about Taylor Swift. Um, I know too much about all celebrities. But so <laughs> it has a co-writing um, credit on that song. But the only reason why there's a co-writing credit on that song, and it's by like somebody that's in her band that travels with her, is because that person like helped her edit because that song was going to be 18 minutes long. Um but then and she, like, how do we access that 18 minute version I know. and then so for every album since like 1989 and reputation people have like thought that she was leaving clues that like there was going to be an all too well part two and she said it like in the past before she was like we have like the song like compiled and stuff and like when it's time to actually release it like i'll release it so like it's recorded it's there like there's like an all too well part two that like will come out at some point in our lives oh my gosh is that wild 
yes, we we don't deserve her. Yeah, so now, like, I don't want to talk about anything but that. So, welcome to I Just Want to Chat today, guys. We're going to talk about a song that we haven't heard, um, but it already is, has, like, more potential than anything <laughs> I've listened to. Um, but there are actual Taylor Swift stories. So, yes. the first one being is, since Taylor Swift was in New York City this weekend, um, I guess, like, her address is, like, a very well-known thing in New York. Because she doesn't just have, like, one apartment building that she's bought. She's slowly building, buying out, like, this whole block in New York City. Like, she's buying out, like, both sides of the street. Like, it's, like, called, like, Franklin Street in New York. I've never been to New York. Have you? No, I haven't. So I've she's kind of becoming, like, a real estate mogul, I feel like. she's yeah. She's been acquiring some properties. <laughs> like I heard, or I read this weekend, that she, um, she owns an air like an uh, airplane hangar in Nashville. Like, and then she rents it out to other country music artists, like to land their planes in. And I guess her dad, her dad is a finance guy. And so he just like runs all her finance stuff. So he just makes like the smartest investments for her ever. See, and I feel like she's definitely like given off the, uh, like the, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? A humble beginnings vibe. Like, oh, I grew up on a Christmas tree farm. But I'm also like, uh... That's expensive, I feel like. But also your family is, like, her dad is very financially savvy. And, like, they've got some hustle. Like, there's no... And even from, like, the whole story of her, uh, like, her, like, road to success. Like, she was able to convince her family to move to Nashville. Right. Like, to go pursue her, like, 14-year-old career like you can't do that unless you have some money to like put behind it you know right most families don't relocate because their 14 year old has a dream you know right yes but so everybody I guess kind of knows in New York City like where she lives and she's been staying at her apartment this past week and everyone knows that she leaves her apartment every day at one o'clock to go to the stadium for rehearsal and then to play her show and she's come under fire this last weekend because a lot of videos a lot of videos have resurfaced or have initially surfaced, not resurfaced, um, of her walking out of her apartment and she just walks from the door to the car and she doesn't wave. She's like stone faced. She's looking forward. She doesn't really like acknowledge people. So people, I was going to say, she doesn't even really look up. Yeah. Like she is like, she has her blinders on like a beeline for the car and her trip from the apartment to the car lasts maybe 15 seconds. Like maybe five it's honestly yeah, so it's, fast it's like they're there and there's about like i would say comfortably like a hundred people outside wa- watching and waiting for her um so she's come under fire this past weekend for not signing autographs for all those fans not saying hi not even like waving or smiling or anything and i have mm-hmm. a lot of thoughts yes it's her house like it's her she's, house like, she's just walking from point a to point b like she doesn't owe anybody anything in those five seconds of her, like, walking, she has, like, somewhere to be, like, and also she's at that level where I feel like it would be a huge security risk to, like, go meet people just, like, willy-nilly like that, you know? And also, yes, she's been doing this for over a decade, but also I feel like if you're going to play a stadium show of that size, like, maybe you're not, like, maybe there are some nerves involved, or maybe you're, like, very focused on what you're about to do and not necessarily like in the mindset to be like, what's up guys, sign autographs, take selfies. Yeah. Like like she's got to be in like the zone, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, that was kind of the first thing I thought when, um, 
when I heard that people were like, why didn't she look up and wave? And I'm like, because she's about to go perform a show that's going to earn her like millions of dollars. Mm -hmm. And there's a crap load of like choreography and just so much brain power that I'm like, maybe she's a little focused on that. Maybe. Yeah. And, and maybe you're like, you stalked her house and like showed up there. Like, and she just, she doesn't know any of those people, anything. And if she does stay there and sign autographs, like that does like nothing but encourage people to continue doing things like this and to continue finding her houses and that kind of stuff. Yeah. It is freaking wild, but I don't know. But then again, people will come after Taylor Swift for, for literally anything. Like, it's true. Like she breathes and they say like, Oh, that's, that's horrible. Like how dare she? Yeah. Like, they'd love to like come after her. There was that article that kind of um, was, like, recirculating this past weekend because, like, Miley Cyrus liked it or something on Twitter where um, some, it was, like, New York Post. It was a big, like, publication. They said that Taylor Swift is doing everything that Britney couldn't do. And she oh, I saw is, like, that. a bigger star now than, t- than Britney Spears was in her heyday. And, I mean, like, I love Britney Spears, but, like, I'll agree. You know, like... Britney Spears was, like, an iconic pop star. But, like, I mean, if we're ranking talent, she never really sung live. She doesn't really have any, like, songwriting credits. She's an amazing dancer. Incredible dancer. But, like, it's almost like apples and oranges, except for, like, they're two, like, white women that, like, started as, like, teenagers. Right. I feel like they're, like, they're, everything about them is kind of different. So, like, yeah, and I feel like people point to the dancing a lot. That's what I've seen when people, they'll post, like, a video of some of Taylor Swift's, like, not lame, but more basic dance moves or something and be like, how could you even compare this to, like, Madam Britney Spears? Yeah. And I'm like, okay, no one's arguing that Taylor Swift's a better dancer than Britney Spears, but when you look at career as a whole, um, I mean, you mentioned songwriting. Um, I think Taylor Swift also hasn't had to navigate a comeback on the same um, scale as Britney Spears needed to do. Like, of course, Taylor Swift had, like, a social media scandal with, you know, Kanye. So this reputation is kind of a comeback from that. But it's nothing like the 2007 Britney Spears, like, shaved head, umbrella, window-smashing situation. So Nothing at all. and no, so that's all to compare those, like, when you look at that, like, the, the magnitude of a comeback that they were navigating. Yeah. That's, wait, that kind of brings me to, like, another, like, quick side tangent. Do you think, so I, I'm kind of of the belief that Taylor Swift had an album, like, ready to go, because, like, she's always been on, like, a two-year track record. Always, yeah. I've, I've always believed that she had an album, like, ready to go and stuff, um, and there's, like, some proof to back that up. Um, but then the Calvin, or not Calvin Harris, the Kanye West, uh, Taylor Swift, Kim Kardashian thing happened. And then, like, I'm of the belief that she, like, scraped it. Scrapped it? Yeah, not scraped. She scrapped An entire it. album and started from scratch? Yeah. Because, like, she took that long break. But, like, I think that... And see... Because, I mean, like, it makes sense. Like, I think that she knew that she had, like, like kind of go into hiding. But I really think that she could have released that album and things, like, would have been fine. Like, it would have been hard for her in the press, but if she had done it, like, in the same 
way where she did this album where she didn't um like do interviews or like yeah. didn't, like go on like a press tour or anything like that and she just released the album i think it would have still been a success you know yeah i'd be fascinated to hear how different the albums are if it really was a completely different album from Re- from reputation i also had heard when she was doing 1989 that someone and i have like no proof for this just like my terrible memory so you know take it with that grain of salt um but I remembered her saying in the 1989 era that she had been on this like two-year rotation for you know a decade that it had been you know create an album tour create an album tour um and that she had said she was like ready for a longer break so I remember not feeling surprised when there was that you know when fall came around and she wasn't announcing a new album um I was like oh yeah she kind of said she was going to take a break um and like I never thought that of course that she was like going into retirement or anything but um but I love the idea that there's like a whole other well because think album I feel like like it would have had like the Calvin Harris breakup and the Tom Hiddleston breakup and um but none of the like adorable Joe Alwyn songs I know and like we needed that my soul needed we those songs add such a good balance the album because I think if the album didn't have that um like call it what you want vibe or king of my heart like songs like that that it would just be such a um like angst album like a like a what was me album and yeah. like it'd be just like a a full album of well, that like i do nothing why, better than revenge song <laughs> basically like the reason why i didn't i swear we'll stop talking about taylor swift in a second but the reason why I, I can't like, make that same promise heads up I, everyone <laughs> I didn't love reputation in the beginning and it's like grown on me but I think like history will look back on it and say that's probably her worst album it would be anybody else's best album but like for her caliber we've had this discussion before anyway um it's like a really good album but like I it didn't hit me in like the same like relatable place in my heart where like her other albums do because like her songwriting always came from such like an honest place and you could relate to it but yeah. like all these kind of like revenge songs like look what you made me do and like this is why we can't have nice things and like like kind of like things like in that vein I was mm-hmm. like well I've never gotten into like a public feud with somebody like on Twitter I've never had like <laughs> society hate me like bring me back like a relatable love song um so yeah if it like didn't have like the Joel, Joe Alwyn stuff and if it didn't have, like, Getaway Car, which was, like, some old Taylor songwriting. Um, Definitely some old Taylor songwriting. Yeah. My have home- you seen that video of her and Jack Antonoff writing that bridge? In, yes. And it's that put the money in the bag. It's, like, my favorite part of that song. I loved, loved seeing them in action. My, okay, again, this is the last thing I'll say about Taylor Swift. Because okay. I get on a No, it's not, because we haven't even talked oh, about Oh, yeah, we haven't even talked about the story. Um... My hope for the next album is that she doesn't let Max Martin or Johan Schoback anywhere near it. She can continue to work with Jack Antonoff a little bit. I think, like, and not that, like, 1989 and uh, Reputation were, like, bad albums again, but, like, I mean, Speak Now was a 100% self-written album. Red was, like, basically self-written except for, like, the radio hits. And then right. she had like some like collaborations with a couple people, but it was still like the heart of Taylor. Then 1989, like when things shifted, and she like the only song she self wrote on um, on 1989 was "This Love," compared to like 11 songs she wrote by herself on Red. 
Like, I feel like once you start working with, like, co-writers, her brand changed, and that's fine, but, like... I mean, it had to. She was switching to be a pop star. Yeah. From, like, her, you know, sparkly guitar. What would make my heart happiest is a... Another semi-self-written album by Miss Taylor Swift that doesn't have Max Martin anywhere near it. Um, <laughs> but I'd be into it. He's done enough. He's done enough for us. Um, all right, sweet. So there is an actual story to talk about here. Right. So it, came, it was announced this weekend that there is going to be a movie musical version of Cats. And it has a pretty good cast so far. It has Jennifer Hudson. And she's going to be playing uh, the main cat. She'll be singing, like, the big number, Memory. Which, it doesn't really, um... Do you know what song it is, Bran? Uh, no. I am not a Broadway... If you you hear it, you'll know it. Okay. Like, they sing it in School of Rock. They sing it kind of... I'm not going to perform it for us right now. I'm not a Broadway person, but I am a Jack Black person. (laughs) Um... like I, I consider myself a woman of culture and class, so... <laughs> I'm a Jack Black person. That's fine. <laughs> it, that's who I am. Oh. Um, no, I don't know Broadway, but School of Rock, uh, yes. So, <laughs> so she is... Um, Jennifer Hudson is going to be playing Grizabella, who's, like, the main star, and she sings a big song, Memory. But it's, um, like, Jennifer Hudson's voice is, like, such like a powerhouse where I feel like they could be putting it to better use. And the rest of the cast is Jennifer Hudson, Taylor Swift, James Corden, and Ian McKellen. Or should we say Sir Ian McKellen? Sir Ian McKellen. Um, um, do you picture... Here's here's my question for you, Mary, because I need to switch places with you and interview you for one minute. I'm honored. When you picture James Corden in the cast of Cats, yes or no, are you picturing him in the fishnet top that he wore when he was trying to join Taylor Swift's crew do you do you know the video i'm talking about i only know him in a fishnet top when he was riding around with harry styles in the car okay so there's i want to look it up and send it to you i know what video um, you're talking about i just haven't watched it okay when he like dances with taylor swift and her dancers that's what i picture when i picture james Corden and cats i mean we'd be delighted and i wonder <laughs> too i hope that they're just gonna go full-blown like movie musical with this where like they're going to just like paint them as cats like just like how they did on the stage even though it will like look a little whack i think it would be like way less whack than because i've heard some people say that they might go like the beauty and the beast route or like the the lion king route where it's like live action animals like i don't think that that's what we want here's the deal thrilled about the cast thrilled that taylor swift is getting into acting i wish it was any other musical i yeah yeah. Honestly, I don't know much about cats, but I I was like, oh, huh, okay. I'm uh, shocked. Okay, because people who have seen cats, and I've seen it twice because I was in choir um, in high school, and my choir teacher would have us watch it. Wow, what a nerd. I know, right? And not only was <laughs> I in one choir class, I was like in two choir classes in my senior year. Okay. It was very embarrassing. Sure. Um, <laughs> so it doesn't really have a big plot to it like the plot to cats is very um i'm not even gonna call it slow moving i'm just gonna say that it's barely anything like okay it's a loose plot (laughs) it's a loose plot so like they're really gonna have to like amp up the story somehow to like make it good in the movie but like we don't need it we don't need the live action version of cats let's put all of our energy into a dear evan hansen movie musical or how about 
bringing waitress back to the silver screen. In Can I get a two-hour feature-length film that is Jennifer Hudson, Taylor Swift, James Corden, Sir, interacting know. with real cats yes. and nothing else? I don't need a plot. I just want to watch them pet the cats, talk to the cats, name the cats, uh, you know, narrate the they various their relationships. Yeah, sure, if they yeah. want to. I mean, that, that's what I want. It's just them in a comfortable room, you know, wearing outfits that they choose, just interacting with cats. I do think it's very funny because a lot of people have pointed out that it's very on brand that um, Taylor Swift is in a cat sure. musical, you know? Yes. So yeah. I, I appreciate that. I, I hope guess, Olivia and Meredith make guest appearances. I mean, if not, then what's this all for? What is this all what for? What is it all for? If I can't scuba, then what is it all for? What is it all for? Um, yeah, so cats, we probably won't see it until like 2022. So that's right. That's something. Um, so that's yeah. how long it'll take them to get that much makeup Story. on everyone. Yeah. It's going to it's gonna take a while. Um, but yay cats, that's nice. Um, in other movie musical news, Mamma Mia 2 came out this past weekend. And yes. it made $34 million in one weekend um but somehow it is only number two uh, in the box office uh number one is the equalizer two uh i've never heard of that movie have you no but it has denzel yeah Am I... it has denzel washington and i guess it's the only sequel movie he's ever done um so that's notable i guess i am married to a huge denzel fan it's like one of my favorite things to make fun of david for <laughs> this um looks up to him yeah, he, he loves his movies. Um, but I've never heard of The Equalizer, and I'm very glad for its success, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, and and I maybe it's just my of- demographic, because I'm like, I've never heard of Equalizer, but everyone I know saw Mamma Mia yeah. at least once uh, this last weekend, if not twice, um, with the hashtag, here I go again. Oh, very, very nice. I love I, it. I actually just saw Mamma Mia, the first one, for the first time this week. Like, me it's and my very husband, cute. Like, we just watched it on Netflix. Yes, it was very cute. I can't believe I waited so long. Especially because it's very on brand for me. Like, I love musicals. Um, yeah, because you're such a nerd. Because I'm such a nerd. I'm so quirky. <laughs> um, I'm just really unique, and I love musicals. Um, and so do 34 million other people that went and saw Mamma Mia this weekend. Um but that doesn't mean that Mamma Mia won't be number one in the box office for the whole week. Because this is just like the weekend take. That's true. And yeah. like a lot of things can happen in a week. But yeah. that's what we're looking at right now. Oh, side note. There was a debate on I just want to chat this weekend. I need your input. Okay. Hit me. Who has the biggest post Mean Girls career? Oh, no contest. Rachel McAdams. No way. Yes. Like, I just don't. I don't see it. Although somebody did, Liz Malin did point out that Rachel McAdams has a bigger net worth. I wonder where um, the notebook has to play into that. Was the notebook post Mean Girls? I'm actually looking that up right now. Um, so the notebook came out in the same year as Mean Girls. Okay. Um, I'm not going to call that post, I don't think. Even though. You're, oh, so like, you're not counting the notebook in post Mean Girls? I don't Because that does change. Yeah, because she was cast around the same time. Yeah. 
I'll include it because it will make me look bad if I don't because like it really helps my argument and it hurts your argument, you know? Oh my gosh. But I mean, she was in like The Time Traveler's Wife, my rules. Midnight in Paris. Um, she was in The Family Stone, Mary. Are you forgetting that national treasure of a movie? I'm she was in About Time. I'm with that word. Okay. Two time traveling movies. Okay. You know what? I'm ending this call right now. <laughs> Um, Actually, Midnight in Paris was a time-traveling movie, too. No way, really? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I I didn't see that one. Um, well, I mean, like, we look at Amanda Seyfried, and she has Les Mis. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay. That doesn't surprise me, though. Um, <laughs> I'm not a dork. Oh, yeah. You're not, you're not, like, as quirky as me. Like, you're probably too busy watching, like, Avengers or something mainstream like that. Oh my gosh, I've never seen a superhero movie in my life. I was Me probably either. too busy watching like a Jack Black movie. <laughs> You're probably too busy watching um, Tenacious D for like the 16th time this year. Um, what was I going to say? Like she had Les Mis, she had two Mamma Mia movies. She had a Nicholas Sparks movie. She had um, just a lot of stuff. I don't know. So I'm going to say that I think her post Mean Girls career is bigger. I understand the argument. Oh, and I guess Rachel McAdams was in some kind of Marvel movie. Everyone was debating with that, and they're like, "Oh no!" But she was, she was in this. I'm oh. Like that's that's fine. Like good for her. There's so many Marvel movies; they have to cast somebody in them, right? Right. Yeah. There's there's enough to go around, apparently. Yeah, like I could be in the next Marvel movie. Who knows? You probably um, will be. Probably. I I hear that uh, they're really big fans of. I just want to chat over at Disney. Uh, okay. The Disney Corporation loves us. Um, okay. Yes. I've heard that too. Yeah, it's a big word on the street. Okay, so <laughs> the next and um, kind of final story that we have to talk about. Drumroll, please. Is, is currently in development. It's in development. Have you had any? Um, I have so not had Google alerts. Okay, so what we were originally going to talk about today when I compiled the stories like an hour ago. Yes was this new story that came out that Ariana Grande and Pete Davidson might be getting married on August 4th. That date has, like, a lot of symbolism. Um, it's, mm-hmm. like, the date of his dad's firefighter number, like, spelt out. Um, so, yeah, his, his dad's dad, firefighter number is 8418. Yeah, and his dad so, passed away in 911. Right. Um, so, like, that date, like, did hold, like, a lot of symbolism. So some people are thinking that, and there's, like, been some other clues, too, that this is going to happen. So some people have right. thought that she's going to get married on that date. But yeah. in the last hour, Pete Davidson has deleted all of his Instagram posts. Which he's done before. Oh, he has? Um, yeah, not really in relation to a breakup. He's just kind of always had this attitude of like, yeah, I hate Instagram. So um, he's, I'm trying to remember who he was with last time he deleted his Instagram. So he dated Carly, I know I'm going to butcher her last name, Acolino. Is that how you say it? Um, and I remember when they broke up, because um, I remember that's who he was dating when he very first appeared on SNL, and I was, like, fascinated by him when he first, because I love SNL, and he was the youngest cast member ever. He was the first one born in the 90s. Um, and so I remember I started following both of them because they were dating, and I thought they were so cute and funny. And when they broke up, I can't remember if he scrubbed his entire Instagram, but I know he deleted, like, every picture and video with her in it. Um, when they broke up and I think, um, it might've been pre Cassie David that he deleted his whole Instagram. Hmm. Um, 
but he's done it before. Like he just doesn't like Instagram, but it definitely is like suspect where his Instagram has been so Ariana centric and combined with her like tweet that was like put out good vibes. What was her tweet? It was the energy you put out is what you get back. Yes. And so I did see some people say that this was, oh, and also this Justin, Ariana Grande turned off all the comments on her Instagram, um, which is kind of a big deal because she does have like a really big fan base online. Yeah. Like there's like a lot of like teens that have like fan accounts for her. She communicates in the comments with people. Um, But a lot of people are saying that this whole thing is in retaliation based on like some hate that they got over the weekend, like posting some pictures of her grandparents yeah. I'm, like, just now reading this. Yeah, so Ariana posted some pictures of her and her grandfather, who's passed away. And Pete Davidson commented and said, he said, like, cute or cutie or, like, what a cutie, something like that. And Ariana's fans were like, hey, that's her dead grandpa, yeah. like, lay off. And he was like, oh, I was saying that her grandpa was, like, a cutie. Hmm. And he was, like, obviously bugged by it, and I... I mean, I imagine she was, too, because they both seem very respectful of each other's families. Like, Ariana got an 8418 tattoo. She's been wearing the firefighter tattoo. The pendant, yeah. Or his, like, medallion. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it seemed like Pete was, like, very annoyed that people were insinuating that he was being disrespectful towards her grandfather. So, it could just be hearsay. Hopefully... They're getting married on August 4th. I've well, and maybe that's why he's scrubbing his Instagram. Maybe they're, like, laying low, and then it's going to be, like, suckers, like, in one week. Because, let's see, I'm, like, pulling out a calendar right now. Like, when is... I've always said... So that's a week from Saturday would be the 4th, so... Perfect. I've always said that if they're going to get married, they have to get married quick. Well, it just kind of makes Not sense for them. have to, but, like, it... Like, it's one of those things where I feel like they either do it, like, quickly, or it's, like, one of those, like, three-year-long Hollywood engagements or, like, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, engaged for, like, years, and then they get married quietly, and, like, a week later, they're like, oh, yeah, we got married. Yeah, like, I said the same thing about Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin. Like, if it's going to happen, it has to happen soon. Now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so maybe he just deleted his whole Instagram because he's, like, annoyed at their fans, and they're getting married soon. It also could be that they broke up because this whole thing happened, like, overnight. And it could end overnight as well. But I'm really holding out hope for them. I really do love them. Mostly I'm dying to hear her song Pete on her album. She has a song called Pete. Yes, she's been hyping it up. Yes, okay. and so do you I like, wonder what happened if they like broke God up is the a woman? Um, Okay, it's not my favorite. It's great. I Like, obviously I like it, but I don't think it's my favorite song of hers that I've ever heard. Do you kind of think, and I think it's a fine song, not the best pop song, I wish it, it like, it, like, sped up, kind of, like, side to side did, where she, like, she sings kind of slowly in the beginning, and then, like, each verse, I wish I had, like, some more energy, but... That's what I thought was going to happen the first time I listened to it. I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Do you feel like (laughs) the amazing praise it's gotten kind of has to do with, like, the statement that she's making? Yes. Yeah, like... Because, I mean, the reviews, people are saying, like, it's, like, the best pop song of the decade. Like, that's what some, like, real big, like, publication said that. I can't remember. It might have been, like, Washington Post or something like that. Like, but, like, the praise for the song has been incredible. And I kind of understand. Because it's a fine song. But like, Maybe it's not I'm just, like, like no, no tears off to cry. 
I was just going to say No Tears Left to Cry has been on repeat for me way more than God is a Woman. And I'm probably just not intellectual and artsy enough, and that's fine, to understand the music video. But, yeah. like, the meerkats or whatever that scream in the middle, what is that? I have no idea. Oh, wait, this was one more piece of Taylor Swift news. So the... I don't even have this written up anywhere. This is just, like, from my memory. So if I get, like, some of the facts wrong, um, don't uh, crucify me. But, (laughs) so the VMA nominations came out this last week. Taylor Swift was completely snubbed. She didn't have any nominations. Even though, like, look what you made me do. Like, say what you want about the song. That video was literally iconic. Like, literally, to use the words of Kanye West, one of the best music videos of all time. And Delicate was so good. Yes. Like, so it's crazy that she was completely snubbed. But um, I read a lot of, like, celebrity blind items. And the blind items that came out were, it's already been pre-organized that Ariana Grande is going to win Video of the Year this year. For God is a Woman? Um, I, I'm not sure if it's going to be for that or for No Tears Left to Cry. Was there even a video for that song? Um, probably For God is a Woman then. But, for God is a Woman, there has been, yeah. So, I know, I've seen the God is a Woman video. Anyway, yeah. it's already been predetermined that she's going to win. And that's how all these award shows work, except for, like, Grammys, Oscars, Emmys, like, that kind of stuff. Things that are, like, fan-voted are never actually fan-voted. They're just... The station puts out, it's like a big PR thing. Right. Anyway, it's already been predetermined that Ariana Grande is going to win. So, Taylor Swift took herself out of the race... And she didn't want to be nominated for anything if they weren't going to actually give her an award. And Taylor Swift was going to be on tour, so she was not going to be attending the VMAs. So they weren't going to give her anything, and she didn't want to look like she lost. So she took herself out of the running, so she like wasn't nominated for anything for that reason. Interesting. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, even though but we, that's brilliant, we all know like. that, look what, me, look what you made me do. Say what you want about the song. But don't say that what video you want is insane. But don't say what you want about the video, because unless it's this was a great video, I have a lot of praise for it. If that's the case, then yes, please say that. Yes, that's like blowing my mind right now. Um, but on that note, Brandolyn, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me again, Mary. I'm happy to come anytime. I'm very honored that you came on. Um, can you tell everybody where to find you on the internet? Oh, absolutely. Um, I'm on Instagram at the Daily Bran, B-R-A-N. It's a great account. <laughs> Thank Brandilyn you. Brandon just got a new planner. And it's true. She just told us all about it. It's got the entire internet buzzing. Yes. I mean, I'm sure you guys already have all seen the planner Instagram story, but on the off chance that you haven't, you have like 10 more hours to go watch it. Yes. Yeah. I share outfits. I share my planner and sometimes cooking things and then it's tell a lot of fun. everyone else where to find you on twitter oh, yes i'm on twitter at the brandolin um i mostly just post about queer eye on twitter let's be honest premium content <laughs> premium content and can you do a three to five second shout out to the facebook group and tell people why they should join okay the i just want to chat facebook group is hands down unequivocally the best celeb gossip Facebook group that you will ever find. And guys, trust her. She is a very smart person and she uses words like unequivocally and she mm-hmm. doesn't even like pause 
to like make sure that she's saying them right like how i do um so yeah i think that she earned your trust right there um brandalyn thank you so much for coming on everybody thank you so much for listening we'll be back tomorrow with a bachelor recap um it's the overnights it's like fantasy suite night date night it'll be the most dramatic recap in i just want to chat history it's gonna be the sexiest i just want to chat recap in (laughs) um in history of the i just want to chat podcast um make sure to follow us on instagram at i just want to chat podcast make sure to join our facebook group just search i just want to chat add yourself i'll let you in it will be so much fun and then follow me on twitter at mary person brandolyn thank you so much for coming on and anytime thanks for listening everybody all right bye